Welcome to the Gambling Chalk Talk Podcast, where we major in the wager. Podcast episode number 393, and I'm here, Han Solo Podcast, to give you some college basketball picks for February 13th, 14th, 15th, and 16th. And then I take a quick look at the Major League Baseball AL East. Remember, you can contact the coach with any comments and questions at the Gambling Chalk Talk Podcast, Twitter, and Instagram handle, and that's at TalkGambling. All the free picks that we give you at the Gambling Chalk Talk Podcast are always absolutely free. You can get all those picks on the website as well, www.gamblingchalktalkpodcast.com. You go there, look at the picks, make some wagers, whichever way you do. Maybe it's Vegas, maybe it's online, who knows. And then if you want to help us out, click on the Amazon banner ad. It looks like my book, Code Blood Red. Click on it, buy yourself something nice. A little bit comes back to help support the cost of the show at no additional cost to you. If you don't do any online uh, wagering, I suggest MyBookieAG. And uh, use that promo code DARTH, D-A-R-T-H, at checkout. And you get a sign-up bonus when you do that. You play, you win, you get paid at MyBookieAG. Episode 393, and here's the quiz for you folks. Another football player from Alabama. A first-round pick, number 14th overall. The 1979 draft. Played with only one team. The New York Jets. He's a college football Hall of Famer. He was the NFL Walter Payton Man of the Year in 1984. Probably more known for his charitable works. He has the a foundation that helps terminally ill children. Providing them wishes. He was 6th in the Heisman Humanitarian Award for his work in this uh, uh, foundation, a recipient of the sixth annual Heisman Humanitarian Award for his work in that foundation. He's a radio analysis uh, guy for the Jets, 29 career sacks, two safeties, Marty Lyons, number 93 of the New York Jets. There you go. There's there's, uh, number 93. I think we've run out of number 93s if I, I recall. Uh, 93, not a high-profile number. We've had we've had Marty Lyons now. We had uh, the killer Doug Gilmore, a hockey player. We had Cito Gaston, and we had John Randall as number 93. So that, that's that's uh, that's the lineup we've had in uh, in our 93s as we as we've done the show over the years here. Let's get to some college basketball picks. I'm going to start off with Thursday and Friday picks. Uh, Thursday on ESPN at nine o'clock. I like. Oregon against Colorado. Oregon is home. I like them in the first half. Uh, Colorado has gotten off to notoriously slow starts all year. They're averaging t- thir- 31 and a half points in the first half. That's 240th in NCAA. Oregon, Oregon starts fast. 36 points a game. That's 43rd in the nation. Yeah, maybe they're holding back a little bit in the, in the scoring, but Colorado usually rebounds. They're 24th in the nation in second-half scoring. So bet the first half. Take Oregon in the first half over Colorado. Um, you know, Oregon does struggle from the free-throw line, so if you're looking to take a side, I think the spread's going to be around three or four. With Oregon struggling from the line, I wouldn't be shocked if Colorado um, – Maybe even wins this one, but it could be a, a close game down the wire with Oregon bricking some free throws at the end. So that's a like. Another like is I like Iowa 
getting two points at Indiana. Eight o'clock on the Big Ten Network. Uh, Iowa will be catching a point or two on the road. Uh, you know, Big Ten road games always been uh, it's been a little dicey this year doing that. But Iowa is better in all key phases of the game. Free throw shooting, three-point shooting, shooting efficiency. They're also better on the boards, and they take care of the ball better. They, they got the quintuple of, of things I like. Five things I'm looking for in, in basketball. They do all five well. So I'm going to take Iowa in the points. I think they win it outright in that one. Friday, there's not much to pick on Friday. I got, I'm going to Ivy League, and these are just leans. Uh, Friday, 7 o'clock on ESPN News. Yale will be playing Princeton. And I think Yale will be laying about five points this one. And Yale is actually a decent team. If they get in the tournament, they might give a major conference team a scare. They shoot well from three. They're very efficient on offense. Uh, Yale doesn't do anything on offensive glass. They're more concerned about getting back in transition defense. They're the number one defensive rebounding team in the country, however. So they, they, they're not giving up offensive rebounds either. They will dominate the boards against Princeton. Uh, their weakness is the free throw line and turning the ball over, uh, which is scary in late game situations. Uh, the Bulldogs, are, again, going to be favored by about five in this one. Uh, they will get the cover. Uh, they'll, they, they will uh, hopefully avenge the conference tournament loss last year they had. Uh, to Princeton when they were favored by 10.5 points and lost. So Yale, a motivated Yale team, that's a lean on that one. Uh, Friday, 7 o'clock on ESPN+, Plus, another Ivy League game. You got Brown at Penn. Uh, this game's at the Palestra, which I like. Uh, you know, the historical uh, arenas, you got to like that. Uh, the play of the game will not be historical or that good. Uh, two poor shooting teams. Uh, Brown will get after it on the offensive glass. They have no choice because they can't score if they don't. Uh, Penn is very good at defensive rebounding, so you got Brown, one of the worst shooting teams. Uh, Brown not taking care of the ball, and they're not going to be able to score points on the offensive glass. This is going to be an ugly game. Uh, th this, these two teams have had eight straight overs, and that was broken last year when they faced each other in March. I think the under uh, will start their own streak here. I'm leading the under at 135 on this one before we get to saturday and sunday let's uh let's take a break before we get to those please be sure to visit www.gamblingchalktalkpodcast.com and get all the free picks from the podcast guys nfl college football college basketball nba even major league baseball they're all free at www.gamblingchalktalkpodcast.com Click on the Amazon banner ad. It looks like my book, Squeeze Play, and it takes you right to Amazon. You buy yourself something nice with all those winnings we've been giving you with the picks, and a little bit comes back to help support the cost of the show at no additional cost to you. Again, visit www.gamblingchalktalkpodcast.com. And we're back, and I have a Saturday trifecta for you. I have a lean, I have a like, and I have a best bet. I'm leaning towards Arizona, probably laying about four points at Stanford on Saturday, 10.30 at night at the Pac, on the Pac-12 network. So if you're chasing some losses from Saturday, maybe you, maybe you go with one of my leans here. Uh, Stanford is going to be scary at the end of the game because they are a very poor free-throw shoot, shooting team. This is kind of ironic because they're very good from the three-point line. Effective field goal percentage is very good, but they just don't shoot well from the charity stripe. Arizona, 
uh, has the advantage on the boards and they take care of the ball. Uh, the spread might be around four here. I think Arizona's going to be motivated. They need to win some games down the stretch here. So I'm going to lean towards Arizona laying those four points. My like on Saturday, 4 o'clock on the CBS Sports Network. I, I already uh, handicapped this game probably about a month ago, and they're rematching again. It's the Battle of Richmond. VCU is now at Richmond, and I like the over of 140 in this one. Uh, the advantage goes to Richmond in the shooting category, whether it's uh, free throw line, three-point uh, three line, effective shooting, shooting efficiency. It's Richmond all the way. But VCU is right there with them. They're pretty they're pretty good uh, shooting team as well. Both teams struggle on the boards. Richmond does a much better ball, uh, job with ball security. Despite Ken Palm having both teams rated in the top 100 on defense, this game is all about the offense. Since February 25th of 2015, the over has hit in all games except two. I think the over is going to be about 140 in this one. I like the over. My best bet for Saturday is Sparty, the Michigan State Spartans. I think they'll be laying about six at home against Maryland. I think there's value in Michigan State. They just dropped out of the top 25. It's been a big story in the news cycle on ESPN and all that stuff. I think the public goes away from Sparty in this one. Uh, Maryland is ranked. Maryland's been playing well. But I think the value is with Michigan State. They're they're better from three. They're better at shooting efficiency. Uh, Maryland is good on the boards, but Sparty is the benchmark for rebounding in NCAA basketball. They're number two in defensive rebounding, uh, 41 in offensive rebounding percentage. Sparty does need to value basketball a little bit more as they give it up a little bit too much. But this, you know, the spread being about six, I'm going to lay those points with Sparty. That's my best bet. Michigan State. They won't be out of the top 25 long, and they'll be a force to reckon with come uh, tournament time as well. Sunday, I have two likes. Iowa is at Minnesota. This game is at 1 o'clock on Fox Sports 1. I, I think Iowa's going to be anywhere from a pick to minus 2. I really like Iowa. I've already picked them once uh, against Indiana on Thursday. I'm double-dipping with Iowa as I take them on the road at Minnesota you know, Iowa, back-to-back roadies in the Pac-10. Uh, sorry, the Big Ten. That has The road has not been nice to teams in the in the Big Ten, but Iowa's going to change that trend. They're very solid in offense. They Again, just like when they're facing Indiana, they have the advantage from the stripe and the arc. Minnesota, very poor from three this year. And if you look at total rebounds, it looks like Minnesota is, is the better team here, but you really got to look at percentage. Defensive and offensive rebounder percentage on missed shots. Iowa and Minnesota, very similar. So there's not an advantage on the boards for Minnesota. And both teams take care of the ball. I think Iowa wins because they're shooting, especially at the end of the game. Give me Iowa about minus two to pick them in this one. My last game. This could be the first loss for San Diego State. We have... San Diego State at Boise. Boise, you know, home team. San Diego State, great from the stripe, great from the arc, super efficient shooting. But Boise State is no slouch. Boise State, 70th, 78th in effective field goal percentage. They're 53rd in the country in free throw percentage. 
43rd in shooting efficiency. And Boise, Boise State is a top 10 defensive rounding, de, defensive rebounding percentage team. So they won't, they won't, they're not going to get killed on the boards by, the, by uh, San Diego State, the Aztecs there. The Broncos also take care of the ball pretty well. The Aztecs are now a public team because of their record. You're going to get a point or two more in this one. I would like Boise. Boise State's going to be a home dog, probably getting about four to six points here. Take Boise State. Take Boise State. They might even upset the Aztecs in this one. Take Boise State. And now a break before we talk a little Major League Baseball. Thanks to our show supporter, MyBookieAG. Everybody listens to the show to find out who to bet on. Where you bet is just as important. Go to www.mybookieag. They have live in-game betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and a mobile site that makes wagering on the go a breeze. Just visit mybookieag. That is M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E dot A-G. Use the Gambling Chalk Talk podcast promo code DARTH, D-A-R-T-H, to activate this offer. Be like the Chalk Talk sports guys and major into wager. You play, you win, you get paid at MyBookieAG. And we're back for the last segment of the day. I'm going to go to Major League Baseball. You know, NBA's on the all-star break. I'm not going to get caught up in the Major League Baseball. I mean, NBA uh, all-star break here. Uh, they have about 30 games left uh, coming down the stretch there for, for baseball. I want to look at the AL East and look at a little bit at their over-unders. And I'm going to start off with the Orioles. I'm, I want to be positive. Okay, I kind of like their bullpen. I think Jose Iglesias is going to be fun to watch at shortstop. Chris Davis, always a good watch in batting practice, puts on a show. That's all I got. Again, I'm trying to be positive. Their over-under number is 56 and a half. It's hard to believe they'll have less than 60 wins, but, you know, you're facing the Yankees 19 times, 18 times. You know, it, that makes it tough. The Rays, I think, are going to be pretty good. I'm not so sure about the Red Sox and Blue Jays. But that's a it's a tough road to hoe for the Orioles in that division. I I'm not I'm I'm staying away from that one. The Blue Jays. I'm gonna do them last because they're 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 my best bet of the AL East. I'm gonna move on to to the Rays. They have seven starters, which they use because they have that bullpen by those those bullpen days, which is nice. Uh, you know, the uh, irony is the Rays have four really good starters. And I think they can actually challenge the Yankees if they can score some runs. That lineup is a little bit weak. Uh, the the uh, new GM for Rays, uh, you know, now that the Sox stole their other one, uh, you know, hopefully they keep that program going in the right direction. Um, the over-under is 89.5. It seems a bit high. I know there's value there because I think there's three bad teams in the AL East. Uh, and although I think the Blue Jays might surprise some people. But you're getting, you know, 60 games against some some poor teams uh, w- when you do that. So I, I'm not going to take it as a lean either. Uh, but 89 and a half, that's, it seems like it's right right around where they'll be. Um, so that's the race. The Yankees, clearly the top of the East. And they have depth on offense, you know, for those times when Stanton and Judge are on the injured list, which is going to happen. They got Talkman, Frazier, Hicks, ready to patrol the outfield. Uh, that's probably those are probably the most important Yankees. They're backups because they're so injury prone uh, with those muscle bound guys. And, you know, it might be related to something, but I'm not sure. 
so those backup guys get a lot of at-bats, but they got depth. They can afford it. I would not bet the over on them, however, because I don't think they're going to get pushed in this division at all. Their over-under number is 102.5. I know they won a lot of games last year, but I don't think they're going to – I think they're going to be resting players in September. I don't think they're going to get pushed. I'd stay away from that 102.5 uh, over number if I were you. Uh, it's just too dangerous. I think that they want to be healthy, ready to, ready to go come postseason. So I'd stay away from the Yankees. And now for – my lean. I'm leaning towards the Red Sox under 83 and a half. You know, the Red Sox, kind of a douchey move by them. You know, they 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 make the trade with with the Dodgers and a bunch of other teams mixed in there. And they don't like the the physical by one of them, like, oh, okay, we're rescinding the trade. They kind of rescinding the trade. They're kind of putting the the Dodgers in a bad spot. They think they're getting Mookie bets. I know they maybe they're excited by David Price. And you'll find out. You won't be excited about them. That's for you, Fitzy. I know you're a Dodgers fan. Uh, but, you know, it was a good move by the Sox because they got a little bit more out of the deal because of it because the Dodgers weren't walking that back after they got Mookie Betts. It would it would, it would look bad for them. Uh, although, you know, they probably could have held the Red Sox up because after sending him away, it's not a good look to take him back either. My big question for the Red Sox without Price, who I, I wasn't that fond of, but he did throw 180 to 200 innings every year. You got Sale to top of your rotation. Can he even last a full season anymore? Uh, Avaldi has health issues. That's your number three. You have Eduardo uh, Rodriguez. Can he repeat last year's success? He had a great year. And their four starters, Martin Perez, who's notoriously bad on the road. And their bullpen is, eh. So they do have a good offensive lineup, though. You know, but let's see how they do without banging the trash cans and stuff like that. And I'm a Red Sox fan. <laughs> There's probably some cheating going on. And that's why Ron Ronicky's just an intern. And it makes me think, did they make this Mookie Best trade? Uh, is this like a secret deal they had with Major League Baseball? Like, okay, we'll screw ourselves over in this deal. We'll give Mookie Betts and David Price to the Dodgers. Don't punish us too bad. Uh, when when you hand down uh, the punishment when it comes for them cheating in the World Series, so it makes me wonder about that. I, I take the I take the Red Sox under eighty three and a half. They're doing what the the Yankees did a couple years ago. I think it was Girardi's last year as manager uh, when they they purposely stayed under the cap so they could reset the uh, luxury tax uh, number uh, so they wouldn't have to pay too much a penalty. And I thought Girardi, that was Girardi's best season coaching. Because uh, that that team should not have done what they did, and they somehow got to 500. So uh, that's the Red Sox. That's my my lean in the ALEs under 83 and a half. My best bet is over 74 and a half for the Toronto Blue Jays. And yeah, talk about a team with uh the front office doesn't really make the make the clubhouse happy. They have these rules where arbitration, they always do the minimum with their young players. It's not like they're, they're going to keep them. Kind of leads to some like uh, discourse in the, in, the, in the clubhouse, we'll say that. But they, they did a nice job solidifying their rotation. Uh, they got Ryu from the Dodgers, Tanner Roark, uh, Shoemaker, Chase Anderson. That's a solid top four. I don't think they have a number one, but that's a, a – Low, low two, number two starters are, are pretty good three starters right there. And I think on most nights they can beat the other team's three, four, and five starters. That's 60% of the games. 
And so that's a that's a pretty good look for the Blue Jays. They have a lot a real young lineup with explosive players. They got Bichette, Biggio, Guerrero. They got Travis Shaw out there. That their their outfielders are not bad. I I think you're going to see some improvement from the Blue Jays. My best bet is the Blue Jays over 74 and a half wins. And there you have it. Please be sure to visit www.gamblingchalktalkpodcast.com. All the free picks are there. They're absolutely free. Just talked about Major League Baseball. It's coming up soon. Spring training is starting soon. We're already diagnosing stuff and looking ahead and looking at who, who we want to ride early in the season. So uh, th- those picks will be up there. They're absolutely free. Click on the Amazon banner. Ad. It looks like my book, Code Blood Red, when you're there. I also have two other books, uh, Squeeze Play and Fourth and Dead. You can get them from my publisher, thewordverve.com, or if Amazon Prime or Kindle Select user, you can download to your favorite electronic reading device. And don't forget my book, EAG. You play, you win, you get paid. Use that promo code DARTH at checkout. And as always, may the picks be with you.